0: Hi, everyone. It is Molly at Jesus Without the Junk. I would like to take a moment to first pray for everyone who is listening. Father, thank you for everyone who is listening. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over their hearts and their minds Father, I ask that you allow them to receive what you would have them to receive from this podcast. In Jesus' holy name I ask and pray, and I declare and decree it. Amen. John fourteen six, Jesus tells us that I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. The years were 1994, 5, and 6. I was living with relatives in a huge home. And I was living in the, um, there was, it had been the children's room that had an outside entrance, double doors to it that you could get in and out of the house through this entrance. And I had moved in with my relatives with my daughter. And I used this room as a nail shop by day. I had closed the nail shop that I had opened. I used it as a nail shop by day, and I slept there by night. And that is where I really had my reckoning uh, with myself, um, seeking to find out, was God really real? One evening, I sat on the couch, and the thought just occurred to me. You know what? you need to just sit back tonight and I want you to recount your life to yourself. Now, for me to do that was very odd. I was a very, have been very purpose-driven when I turned to the Lord. And uh, I'm a performer. So I always had to produce something or do something or, you know, I wanted to just please God. So I sat there this one night instead of studying in the Word. And I started recounting my life from the moment that I I could remember. I was two years old. I actually threw a bottle across the room. I was standing in a crib. I was furious that my mother wouldn't come and pick me up and give me the attention that I wanted. They were having a big party downstairs in our home. And I recounted every single actual memory I had of my life. And it took a couple of hours. I was very slow. I was very methodical. I wanted to make sure that I was covering all my bases of course. There was no pattern for what I was trying to do. There was no blueprint of These are the 10 steps you need to take in order to get a victorious life in Christ. So I sat there, and by the time I was finished, I sat there dumbfounded, and I'm like, oh, my, gosh. I was 39 years old, and I thought, I can't believe I've been through all this. Number one, and I'm still alive. But then the thought occurred to me as well, I think I have something to say to people. I didn't know what it was, but I, think, but I thought, if I've lived through all this, hell in the world. I mean, if God is going to use me, he's got a lot to use for me to reach other people to tell them that they can walk through horrific things in their lives and come out on the other side. I mean, it really shook me. I went from one trial to another in my life. But the interesting thing was, was I always had hope. At the end of the trial, no matter what it was, I always had this comfort in my heart knowing it's going to be better. I don't know how it's going to be better, but it's going to be better. Foundationally, the truth of who I was shook me. It was as if there had been a big mirror put to my life, and I was forced to look at all of it, and I knew this truth somehow, some way would be used. I didn't know how. I didn't know who was going to do it. I didn't know who I was going to tell it to, but I knew I was going to have to tell it. Now, for those of you who don't know me or, or who have never read The Stained Glass Window, it is a free ebook on the front of the site, JesusWithoutTheJunk.com. And that book goes into detail about a lot of things that I experienced in my life. Foundationally, I knew that that was a big step for me. I was one of the biggest, if not the biggest sinner I knew. And I mean sinner. I always kept a facade on the outside, but inside I was dying. And I know for myself that at that point, I was at least on the right path. There was no psychiatrist. There was no psychologist. There was no antidepressant. There was no sex. There was no alcohol that I could have taken at that moment in my life that would have been more revealing to me than that one evening that I spent with the Lord. Freedom for me came from just being able To talk to Jesus. I didn't really even know about the Father at that point. And we are going to take one of the podcasts. And talk about separating the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That they are three. But they're three in one. But one of the biggest foundational bricks I laid when building my foundation. And it was a chain breaker for me. Was making... A determination to completely be honest with myself. Now, I mean 100%. No hiding behind any fake truth. No sugar-coating circumstances. No white lies. No lies at all. Because I realized God knew everything I had done anyway. And if I was going to be honest and try to walk this walk with Him... That I needed to sit down and confront myself with God about all of this. Proverbs 20 verse 30 tells all of us that blows and wounds cleanse away evil. And beatings purge the inmost being. Well, I can tell you after that night, I felt like I had been beat. And I wondered... Why in the world he actually kept me alive. Now those chains that came off. I could have sung the unchained melody myself. Jesus is Lord. God is my father. The Holy Spirit will lead, guide and direct me. That was to be my song. It wasn't all clear yet about all three of them. But that was to be my song for the Father, to bear witness that he really is real. Now, Ephesians 2, verses 19 through 20, tells us. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people. And members of God's household. Built on the foundation. Of the apostles and prophets. With Christ Jesus himself. As the chief cornerstone. In him. The whole building is joined together. And rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him. You are. Two. Being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. One has to acknowledge truth before the father. Through Jesus. And to repent. I told God I sat there. I was so ashamed of my life after recounting on this. I hit my hit the floor, I sat Indian style, as was my custom at that time, and I still do that, except I do it on my knees, and I repented to Jesus for every rotten thing I had ever done in my life. I knew there was a scripture that said, I wash your sins away as far as the east is from the west, and I told Jesus, I'm like, please forgive me for all this. I repent to you. Please bring back anything on my memory that would hinder my life here because I honestly don't think I'm going to be able to look you in the face to repent for, for some of these sins. It would break my heart. And he was faithful to continue to bring him up and I'd be faithful to talk about him and repent. The solid foundation is the one that you are going to lay. He's already made the provision for you through his word. You are going to be the brick layer of your building, of your own destiny. But you better lay it well, you better lay it now, and you better tell the truth. I can tell you there was there were years in my life where I thought I don't think I'm ever going to stop sobbing. I don't think I'm ever going to stop, stop wailing out to the Lord. I mean, actual, like, my nose would be running and I'd be sobbing. And sometimes I couldn't even catch my breath. I was so remorseful over my life. But I finally found an answer. And I finally found the person to go to. To help me rebuild my life. Brick my brick. Now, let's talk about the Lord's coming. Okay? The Lord's coming. You know, there are a lot of people right now. Saying that the Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. That we're going to have a great awakening. Well, do you know what? I really feel that... Is going to happen. Is that we need a great reformation. And maturing. If the word of God. Is not enough for all of us. To focus on. By faith. To be healed. And delivered. And to get the answers to. There is no man or woman. Who is going to lead us in. In. to the knowledge that we're going to need. God calls people to be evangelists. He calls people to be preachers. He calls people to be teachers. He calls those to be prophets and apostles, but they're not to be idols for us. And a lot of times we have taken these people and we have turned them into idols so much so that we're not pulling back and finding out for ourselves what God says. In Hebrews 10, 25, the Bible teaches all of us. let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day. And that's a capital D-A-Y. They would call it the day. Like it's coming, approaching. God is enough for us. Matthew eighteen nineteen through 20 says, it is written where two or more are gathered in my name. There I am in the midst. God gives us churches in order to fellowship with one another. If someone needs something, we're there to help. If someone um, corporately has a vision that God wants the church to go into or direction Corporately, you're going to be stronger. Such as when I began, he gave me to um, the idea to start a Heart of Hope Run for Hunger. I needed people to catch the vision too, so we could rise up and help feed a lot of children on Carolina Beach who needed our help. We need to be doing kingdom work. We need to have it as a common goal. So, get in a local church pray ask God I'm ready I'm willing father where do you want me to go who do you want me to, um, to be under as far as a good biblically based teaching where it's just the word of God it's not somebody's idea what's in the word of God I actually heard someone this past week saying they were so confused about Protestant churches because none of them We're on the same page. None of them were teaching the same things. Now we all have the same Bible. And it led them to Catholicism. There's a lot of talking in the kingdom right now. And not much listening. But the proof is always going to be for your life. What is the overcoming power that you have for your home, your marriage, your family, for you to obtain the victory in this life. Matthew thirteen forty-five through 46 tells us, there is a pearl of great price, and it is waiting for you, but you have to be the one to pick up the brick and lay the foundation for this. God's waiting for you. We should never be down here waiting for him. He's done his finished work at the cross. He's given us everything that we need. The next word we want to talk about in our vocabulary is anointed. And you can find scripture verses to back this up. In Isaiah 61, 1-11. 1 John 2, 27. Mark sixteen thirteen, Joel two twenty-eight, 1 Samuel 16, 13. There are various forms of the word anoint and anointed which occur throughout the Old and the New Testaments more than a hundred times. Simply put, someone who's anointed is one who's set apart for a particular use by God. In the Old Testament, many times, someone was set apart by the rubbing of oil over them. Priests and kings were anointed as a symbol of God's power on them. In ancient times, Times and throughout the ages, prophets were God's anointed as well, for they carried His words to the people. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is in all of us who believe in Christ Jesus, and He will guide you into all truth. My, ten, this is my ten cents worth. Um, The rubber's going to meet the road in your individual life when you choose to actually give up your time to sit with the Father to get what He's got for you. There is no one else who can do this for you. You have to do this. So, I look forward to being with you again next week and in March we will actually be up on um, we're either going to be on Facebook Live or Jesus Without the Junk page live or YouTube Live. So you can actually um, see and there's some th- visual aids I'm going to want to show you as well. I'm a teacher who likes to show visual aids so you can get it. That's my job, just to help you get it. Next week we're going to be talking about the titanic and the gd word and that it is what you think the gd word february the 18th so god bless you all if you need anything if you want any questions answered please email me jesuswithoutthejunk.com until then god love you bye bye